Hello. Hi. Welcome to More Than Meets the Eye. I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. Are we doing our catchphrase? Yeah, we are doing okay. our catchphrase. And we're here to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. Yeah, we are. I haven't said that line in a very I, long time. I know, but it just slides off your tongue. It does. Like, like a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Just I'm programmed. So, back to More Than Meets the Eye. We're yeah, into yeah, yeah. season six. We're into season six. So, we started our podcast in... 2019 spring of 2019 so we're verging on four years which is insane to say it's really crazy and if you're not familiar with our podcast we talk about aesthetics yeah aesthetics as in personal style but also as in like music and art and media and kind of like how both the media and the world sees the specific aesthetic basically defining an aesthetic and i feel like it's so interesting to think about when we first started this podcast, how right. like, you know, cores, aesthetics, niches were just talked about so differently as compared to now. I feel like there's so much more on the front of people's minds. Right. Or just, it's so crazy because I don't think we really thought about it as like this thing. I did. Did you? Don't worry. I predicted <laughs> the future. You predicted the future. You were on the cutting edge. You already know. I saw aesthetics <laughs> becoming a thing, and I was like, I gotta do something. You gotta, you gotta capitalize. I gotta make this happen. Obviously not. Obviously, like, yeah, I also had no idea. I think what you said, like, cores is, like, a word that we use now, especially, yeah. like, us together. Other people use that, too, or, like, the way people just throw core at the end of a word, and it's, like, a thing. It's like, that is crazy. Like, that never used to happen. No. Not the way it does today. Just simply that word. It's like in our normal vernacular now. Mm -hmm. Like, we're just talking about aesthetics so much more than we were four years ago. I'm just curious to see, like, how our podcast has aged, how we can elevate it. Yeah. Yeah, Take it to the next level. We Mm -hmm. are also, we have since graduated since the last season, which you may know if you know us, but you may not know. And that is a big jump in life. And I feel like adulthood kind of is this dark stormy rain cloud over our heads um (laughs) we love this so much that it's like we're kind of trying to make it the best that we can with what we have yeah it's truly just like our own we we have to you know take the reins we have to make it happen yeah Yeah. there's no like bu recording (laughs) studio we're in my apartment and recording on my laptop so oh yeah so the first couple episodes of this will be absolute shit and then (laughs) One day we will have, like, microphones. And, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's even cooler that we're graduated and we're still doing it. Yeah, thank you. What are we Mm -hmm. talking about today? Oh my gosh, today we're doing something really cool and funky that Antonella pitched. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, please, please, please. And essentially, we're doing our own kind of trend predictions for the year 2023. So obviously this is a very different episode subject matter than we usually do, but it's fun. I mean, it's our first episode of the season. This could become like something that we like to do, you know. Antonella, how did you go about, I guess, researching, coming up with like your own trend predictions for 2023? There are a lot of, you know, content or like, you know, TikTok content that talks about like forecasting and stuff. I'm definitely, of course, that's (laughs) what my TikTok for you page looks like if you... (laughs) didn't already guess i feel like most trends are just a progression of like the previous year paying attention to that helped my research absolutely and just like watching the trend cycle like you it it, it follows a logical format but the new york times also released an article recently mm-hmm. which could be fun to look through and they list their own trends of pop culture in general right. for the next year I also think something, um, I, I didn't see this article until Antonella showed it to me. I think something interesting that I'm finding about it 
that is similar to our podcast in general is the concept that like these trends and like these aesthetics are like they're so much more abstract than you might think kind of like attitude it's kind of like what you're going to consume what you're going to be a part of which I think is really another part of what we try to capture on Mm. this show. So this article written by the Styles Desk, um, published on January 7th, 2023, talked about just kind of a a random list of things. So the first one, they predict that the word vibes is going to be out. (laughs) Which makes sense because what I just thought of a word the other day. Is it mood? Because I list mood. It was not mood, but that's that's another one that's yeah. crazy. That literally, like, two years ago, I said that, like, every day of my life. But yeah. now I don't say that, you know? I think mood is such the perfect parallel to vibes. Because, yeah. like, that is just used in everything. The yeah, word yeah. vibe. But I almost, honestly think that vibe is a lot more flexible of a word than mood ever was, in my opinion. Vibe has its own vibe. And I think that's the issue with a word like vibe. Both vibe and mood, like... If, like, I had that, what is that thing called where you can, like, see color from music? Synesthesia. Like, if I had synesthesia, like, I would give vibe and mood, like, totally different colors, which is, like, weird, because they do have their own thing going on. Yeah. So, like, I definitely do think, like, I can see how it would go out because they, it's the wrong color for this year or something, mm. you know? Okay. That also brings up the end of shoelaces, which I think is interesting, but I also hate because I do like a good shoelace. But I think with every trend, there's going to be like a, I feel like there is actually an inverse with all these trends where like that will be the thing that most people do is not have shoelaces anymore. I think Velcro is going to come back actually, Mm. which is disgusting. But I think there's going to be people who go like really crazy with their shoelaces too, as like kind of a rebellion from the lack of shoelaces. Which would be me. I, I find this prediction I don't know interesting. If it's true though. Yeah. I don't know if I actually feel like that's what's gonna happen. Sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm confused with this because I feel like Birkenstocks have been the sta- like a standard yeah. shoe for so long now that I'm yeah. like I don't think it's suddenly I mean definitely Uggs have researched rapidly yeah, weirdly. recently. Weirdly. So yeah. it could that could be part of it. But I don't I don't know how much how true that is. I almost think now that we're super in this tennis sneaker moment right now you think so yeah see i feel like they went out i feel like Fila's was really big like whole like three but like years i'm talking ago. like adidas you know even still like the i think the what's it called the air force seekers they are not they will always kind of be a staple for like a couple years but i feel like they're at the end of their mm. staple Mm-hmm. I agree with that, for sure. Interested in this tennis shoe thing you're talking about. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm honestly referencing the Bellid Hadid shoe, which is just, she just wears these Sambas, I think is the name. Adidas. Sambas I could see coming back. Yeah, and yeah. she's been wearing that, and so that definitely like brought popularity to less low, chunky, yeah, low yeah, yeah. shoes, whereas I feel like previously we were in this chunky sh- sneaker right. moment. Well, that's like, I saw something about Rocket Dogs coming back. Do you remember Rocket Dogs? I don't. Oh my god, so look up Rocket Dogs, because my mom had Rocket Dogs when I was a kid. She had, like, three pairs of Rocket Dogs. I loved them as a kid, but, like, now, I, growing up, like, I, I definitely, like, they went totally out of style. And they're, like, low to the ground. They don't have real laces, like, these. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no way. I and they don't even this. have their real toe. Like, it's, like, a half toe. Not even, like, a quarter toe. I saw an article, but this was, like, a year ago. This is like, when 2022 was happening. And they were like, rocket dogs are going to come back. And they never came back. And I was kind of like, yo, what? that was a empty promise. Um, I totally can see this. Because this 
feels to me a faux converse idea and they feel very 2000s tv show to me like i feel like all of the girl next door characters wore these kind of shoes i definitely can see that bridget mendler kind of yeah (laughs) cute um the bridget mendler we have the bella hadid we have the bridget (laughs) mendler (laughs) i think okay prediction like the bridget mendler look is gonna gonna happen yeah um yeah is that it's tough Um, i know i know I would love if Converse came back though, because Converse is like the edgy, the edgy sister to the Rocket Dog. It's true. I also would love that. I feel like uh, high tops were kind of having a moment, but I think low rise Converse really have not come back to like a main okay. place in a long time. I haven't noticed high tops, so that is interesting to me. Like white high tops. Oh well, I the white. Like. I I mean not the white. High, I mean like the black high tops. Okay. Like right. I want like the colorful high tops mm-hmm. but no you're right the white red and blue yeah they've been in for a while um the normie the return of the normie which is so funny that a couple of years ago we did a normie norm normcore yes we did do normcore um i think that the kind of indie sleaze comeback this is actually genuinely one of my predictions i think that it will turn into something more like normcore where i think like it's gonna become a little less like the sleazy like glam yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. where and i think it's gonna become a little more like a normie thing yeah i honestly it would be interesting to see that because it almost like this article is saying we're just witnessing so many trends and things like it's almost implosion of the intense styling maybe right to this more like rejection of style which is essentially what normcore is like the idea i do think that the indie sleaze kind of bushwick style thing we're both in new york too by the way right now which is really funny um but i feel like that is kind of a rejection of style in its own oh, but totally. in like an over like over accessorizing like over clashing whereas i feel like i could see it like calming down to like a more like normie core type thing totally and i think that would come i don't think we're there yet i almost yeah. think it's gonna come after this maximalism period right. that we're in and i think the norm core stuff is gonna happen after like right. as a reaction hair care from skincare personally i have no like i'm still on the learning curve of skincare but i guess i could see hair care but i feel like hair care has been really big too already it's so funny because i think a lot of these predictions some of them predictions can either go we're like oh we're just seeing more of like a mass like emphasis on something that already happened versus right. something entirely new left field Whereas right. I think hair care definitely is, is has had a moment. Like we paid attention to haircuts more than I've ever really mm-hmm. seen. Like the wolf cut, the curtain bangs. Like uh-huh. we've really had a lot of haircut moments. I feel like it hasn't happened in a while. I think that is literally just popped in my head. But I think that that must have a lot to do with the fact that when we're on screen, it's like literally our head. And therefore, like that's why something like our hair is really important. I would love to see, like, a foot care comeback because, like, I need tips on how to take care of my feet, people. And, like, I don't know. Where's that moment? I know. Like, not in a weird way. Just, like, sorry. I just no, realized it's, how weird that could be. No. We should also take care of our feet. I know. Um, I want trolls to go away. Um, that's just the 2023 wish. Like, all internet trolls just die. Trolls as in, like, the creature or the... No. <laughs> no, as in, like, the, like internet trolls. Yeah. I honestly, I think we're. And just... I think with Twitter kind of crashing and burning, like there's a good chance that 
totally. Oh my god, I, I hope. I want to combine two of the things in here with my own kind of prediction mm-hmm. that I made. There's two points that this article makes, and it's talking to strangers and getting crafty. I feel like a general, not to use the taboo word, but a general vibe that I kind of am predicting for 2023 is this kind of like grassrootsy revolution. Do it like DIY, but not DIY like watch a video on the internet. I know, me personally, I'm trying to take people's advice on the internet less. Mm. Trying to ignore advice on the internet, which is ridiculous how I'm literally addicted to that because like I'll pull up Pinterest and I'll be like 10 ways to be smarter and I'll be like ooh, and I'll be like oh my god you're literally trying to avoid this and you're about to like save it stop stop yourself stop reading this erase all the information we caught a score like two years ago but I feel like this is different I feel like it's like you could be anywhere but it's just about built up from the ground kind of thing yeah I think that is interesting because I, I I do think that speaks to how social media will be different in the coming year too. I think that goes into that. Like you're saying, kind of like, or maybe just like stepping away from all this like internet advice and stuff like that, where it's almost become just, we're just inundated by people's opinions. I think it's almost like reached its peak where now everyone's just sharing every opinion ever and we have access to all of it. So it's almost like we have to, the pendulum's going to swing the other way where we're now. Similar to the norm core thing. Yes. Like, there's so much going on that we're literally just going to, like, flatten it out and be like, nope, never mind. Okay. Well, so I kind of broke mine down into, like, like different categories. Like, we kind of used to do on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to change our format, but I did, like, a classic thing. So I kind of started with, like, fashion ideas that I could see happening. And I was just going to kind of rattle them off. Obviously, Y2K has been with us for a bit. And I think I can see it sticking with us, but I it has been evolving, kind of. Like, when it first came back, it went very different from how it is now. And I'm actually seeing it going in a direction that I'm kind of excited about, which is kind of like the Hannah Montana, Cheetah girls E like, bright, like, oranges, like, purples, pinks. I saw someone on the subway with a sparkle scarf, and I haven't seen a sparkle scarf since, like, 2007. And I was like, those have to come back. They need to come back. And I think they're going to come back. And I'm really excited about it. Do you know what I mean by a sparkle yes, scarf? Yes, I, oh, 100%. I have yeah, an yeah, image yeah. in my brain yeah, yeah, immediately. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you don't, it's like basically just like one of the really thin scarves. Purely for fashion. Purely fashion. I guess just like fashion scarves, but yeah. not like ascots. I also see, we were talking about hair. And like hair here, yes. We, we've done wolf cut for a while. We've done like the, like kind of bigger bangs are coming back. I kind of see like an early Madonna kind of haircut like 80s where it's big and it's flowy and it's I don't know like I have to show you a photo because it's see. just like yeah she has like the the thing tied the bandana tied in her hair and the bangs they got and like I kind of see that coming back I do think hair has gotten a lot more messy in an acceptable way yes. and I love that because I have messy hair every day and I right. need to be with my people but I have yet to really see it like embraced to like a hundred percent like in the 80s where the hair was just big as possible right and I'm curious to see if that if we go there like I don't know I really I have doubts I think right now we're doing the wolf cut and it's all down the middle which was an 80s thing too but I can see it becoming like more of like a side with the big flowy bang I know we haven't had a defined side part right in a really long time and i feel like we're gonna go extreme before we settle yeah, to like yeah. a comment because i feel like we were one day we we're like okay middle part and it was like 
a whole thing, but yeah. now now it's casually just middle part. Right. Back I, to the yes, yeah, I yeah. I agree with that. I definitely see the side part happening. Um, I again same feeling as what I just said about the Madonna haircut. I feel like a men's haircut might go a '60s mod way. So we're talking like 1964 Beatles or like the guy in White Lotus who made a show that I really love. Um, and he has everyone I tell, I'm like, oh, I love that guy because he made this great show. They're like, oh, the guy with the really bad haircut? I'm like, yeah, but I actually think that that haircut's going to come back. <gasps> yeah, like the kind of like bowl cut-esque. Yeah, but it's yeah. like a weird square bang. And I, I love every second of it. I love every know. second of it. And I, I think don't know how that. I feel about that. Okay. That's the thing. You have to not like it. And yeah. then it will come back. Okay, that, this is true. The thing that you don't like will... Will come back. Will come back. Emma, you talked about the general, like, items... Vibes. That mm. you see... Moods. Moods. <laughs> <laughs> that you see happening. But where do you see... Like, what are you going to be doing? So we know I love my mod. But I feel like I'm taking a break from it. Not, full, not fully. But I feel like I'm going to be sinking into it a little bit more. But in like a dirty mod way. Mm. So like combining like dirty hippie with like mod is like kind of where I see myself going. But not actually dirty because I really don't like being dirty mm. or looking dirty. But I just mean like kind of a messier. Less polished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, mod yeah. is classically like polished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like high class mod is like polished. I'm looking like low class mm. like trying to be mod. Maybe like a little 90s mod too. Also just like a little more vintagey for myself. I guess I'm just feeling like a 60s thing coming back a little bit. Um, so, like, I also, like, was thinking about music and, like, what kind of music trends are coming back. And I actually feel like hyper pop is on the out. And I feel like a lot of, like, techno-y stuff is on the out. I don't know if this is just me. I don't know if this is just what I'm listening to. But I kind of feel like we're going to have exactly a folky, but, like, a drum and bass kind of comeback. Mm, predictions. Yeah. That's a good one. I can definitely see that. Because I definitely think we almost... So yeah. the grassroots thing I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, especially just like with the kind of grunginess, laid back, kind mm-hmm. or, or just like a focus on, on being less polished. Right. Seeing that in like music and a lot more like grittier kind of sounds. Right. Hyperpop has been really, really popular. Yeah, and I just kind of see that like not completely going away, mm-hmm. but like not being at the forefront. I feel like it's been a minute since like a band like Fleet Foxes or something has been like the shit. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's going to happen. But I don't know who it will be. Well, I do think it's interesting Rock. that R&B has really taken this alternative route. Yep. And it's been very popular. Like, SZA. Um, I was going to say, like, SZA's is a little, yeah. like, even less produced than her original album. It's almost like it's the R&B artists who are taking that kind of laid-back, grassroots approach. Mm-hmm. That's where it's going to be coming from. And then yeah. maybe, like, in turn, we'll then actually see like, rock bands yeah, yeah, yeah. that will emerge. But it almost seems like the start is going to be through SZA's music or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I know, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's where I went with that. It's in my head, I was like, like, what has been the biggest album since basically 2023 started and it was SZA's album yeah. and that to me I mean SZA's never really been to me like your classic pop she's R&B but she's even like pushing the boundaries of R&B and I just kind of thought like where could it go from there I guess oh but I was gonna say that the reason that I like am making this prediction is also TikTok because what literally what I, the music that I listen to is also influenced by TikTok and of course my for you page is catered to me yes right but beautiful boy by John Lennon being so popular mm-hmm. that's very drum and bass that's very like that shows to me that like SZA this John Lennon song popping up that feels like the direction of like the kind of music we're going to be listening to 
At least for the first half of the year. I agree with that. I feel like some of the most popular songs, and I think it's important to look at major platforms like TikTok for that kind of stuff, is a lot of like stripped down songs. And it's funny, a lot, some of the most popular sounds on TikTok are stripped down versions of songs. The song is not popular. It's the stripped down acapella or with a guitar version. So that I think definitely is a good prediction. So, I mean, you mentioned music. I would also be curious, do you see any, like, movie trends? Because that I feel like I'm so oblivious to until after it happens. Like, I just don't pick up on it. I have a lot of big thoughts, people. I'm going to start off with my personal, what I'm going to be into this year prediction, though. I don't know why anybody cares, but this is, I just need to preface it with this. Because it explains a lot of what I was talking about. So, I talked about kind of 60s and going back to the energy thing. I talked about, like, more, like, folksy, late 90s music. I... Watched a movie. The first movie that I think I like basically watched this year was a movie about World War One, which is like I'm not a big war movie person, like whatever, but it totally rocked my world in like the best way possible. It was very anti-war, which that's what you want from a war movie. Yes. Um, the characters were super poignant. Whatever, whatever, whatever. What is this movie called? All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. It was also a German film, and. If I, I've probably talked about this on the podcast before, I'm not sure, but like I love foreign films and like I like kind of seek out that more than Hollywood films. So this is a lot of like dictating why I think I see myself going this way in fashion. I just think it kind of like started this I'm interested in history, I'm interested in foreign films again. Not that I haven't not been interested in this stuff, but just like I see kind of a focus on that for me. Again, at least for the first half of the year. Like, we'll see, mm-hmm. you know, ask me again when summer comes around. Period dramas have been on a rise, but I feel like this is going to be the year of period dramas. Really? I'm, I feel like this is going to be the peak. Because I know we have, like, Bridgerton, and then a couple things came after Bridgerton, but they didn't really land it. We've all been in, like, this weird Jane Austen cycle forever. There's going to be similar to, like, 2014. Like, I just think it's going to be, like, period drama, period drama, period drama. But I feel like kind of go in directions that we haven't gone before. Taking the period drama in a new direction. Mm. I think there's going to be some good movies this year. More better movies than the past, like, two or three years. Really? Yeah. I feel more and more just disconnected from the movies that are just being nominated. And I just feel like a lot of people feel that way, too. Where it's like we're just less and less engaged in all of that. That agree. Absolutely, like, major agree. Um, I predict a kind of revolution in filmmaking that is going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think it's going to happen in a couple years. What I see is I agree with you. And what I see is kind of the way that production companies are functioning, also like streaming services companies are functioning, is that they're just doing like fast things that will hit for a little while and then will go away. But the thing is that's not sustainable. You don't get long-term fans from that kind of stuff. Well, I just want to plug, Emma has a little newsletter called Petit Cahier. And if you want to hear more of her thoughts on films and the major motion picture industry, please, (laughs) please subscribe. So anyway, I think that there's going to be a push against the current system in the film and TV industry the motion picture industry, um, and I feel like we're going to start to see it, and that's going to mean that, like, there are films that are made, they just might be harder to find that are going to be, like, way better. Mm. Like, I'm going to try to do, like, seek out those films that are being made. And I think now that we can, we can choose, like, what we consume, it's just even more important to be, like, therefore using that access to, like, find those films. I don't, because I don't even think it's that hard. You just have to look beyond what the Oscar list, shortlist is. And I think also a good way of doing that, go to the movie theater, people. Go to your local movie theater, like, seriously. 
I just think, like, we can get bogged down in streaming sometimes. And yeah. I feel like this is the year to go to the movie theater. I feel like my general prediction for 2023 is kind of, like, a balance between, like, grassroots and newness, but that is pulled from understanding history and reconnecting with, like, history. I think that's a great um, assessment overall. I get, like, just a reaction to, like, how everything is so presented so in such a polished way online and, like, you can have such control over your image. Another thing we were saying before about the kind of swinging of the pendulum, so many extreme opinions on the internet, so many extreme looks on the internet, like, all this stuff, I could see it, like, that kind of extremism slowing down because it it's exhausting and, like, hard to keep up. Totally. Yeah. It is really hard to keep up. I feel like we've really gotten to a peak almost with influencer culture. And it's gotten, to, I think, a year, like two years ago, someone was like, oh, instead of just influencers, we're going to have micro-influencers. And mm-hmm. we did see that this mm-hmm. past year where I think just a lot more like miniature platforms. Right. People, and I think TikTok helped with that. Fame, 30 seconds of fame. And I think a lot more people are just the everyday person now is becoming their own influencer. Well, I agree with that, that everyday person is becoming their own influencer, and I think, like, maybe the idea of celebrity kind of regaining its hierarchical structure, where, like, so many people are celebrities now just by, like, having a 3 million view TikTok, you know? Where I could see, like, they're actually being, no, 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 these are celebrities. Yeah. That might be the most boring part about the kind of award shows and stuff. It used to be, like, Mecca would be like, oh my god, who's gonna show up? And now it's like, everybody under the fucking sun is gonna show up. Um, and, like, that's so boring, like, you know? (laughs) That's really true. Yeah, and I think the same is very similar to how brands, Mm -hmm. brand names are so much more, I guess, accessible. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're still very expensive, but I think the everyday person can kind of lock in to, okay, I have to get the Gucci bag. Right. And, like, okay, this gives me a certain status, where I think now, because everyone technically can do that with a certain amount of money, it's almost, like, devalued that in a way. Right. And we have to but, kind of restructure the higher... Uh, we don't have to, but, like, I think naturally it will happen. restructure. I think part of that, too, is the... Okay, sorry to get economical and political, y'all, but, like, um, I do see, like, the the division between haves and have-nots just kind of deepening, where, like, I feel like kind of we're meeting each other in the middle for a little while. You know, like, I even see it, like... At different jobs that I work at when I talk to my friends like since I graduated college I see people can have so much money like in a, such an unachievable way whereas like people who like are doing a normal thing or working a normal job cannot possibly make ends meet it's just interesting for example to be able to like live comfortably in New York 60k is like out of your average income and like that is so incredibly unachievable for most people so I think that's where we're talking about this this hierarchy we used to, like, kind of, like, every man could do this and every man could do that, but I feel like that's going to go away because all of a sudden there's, We're like, this shift. Yeah. And, like, that's not actually affordable. Like, that's not this, you know? I think it's interesting you brought that up because this is also, this past year has been the year of the term nepotism, baby. Yeah. And that has been baby. one of the biggest pop culture things that's happening. If you don't know yeah. what nepotism baby is, is it's just a celebrity who is the child of other celebrities or wealthy people. Yes. So basically, like, every person you can possibly think of who is famous, they're famous because their parents had enough money to let them be famous. Exactly. Um, you know someone in the industry, you have an yeah. in, and so... Or, literally, like, they, your parents will support you until you're famous. Exactly. Essentially. It's like, those are, like, the kind of, like, the two options of a Nepo baby. And it's been talked about so much, and I think in part, 
I mean, not that this even matters why, but it is because now we know so much about celebrities and we have so much access to all of their information and everything. Right. It's easy to trace and find patterns and be like, oh, I just saw your sister in this last right. movie and right. whatever. So, but I think it's interesting that like now I just feel like people are upset about that and yeah. really aware of it now. And I think that just affects how we view celebrity in general. So I have another prediction. Yes. And it's basically kind of what we just talked about. Okay. But social media in general, some I this is, these are not my words, but a return to like long form content. Yes. Hardcore green. Yeah. That is such a trend right now. Newsletters are such a trend right now. And it's crazy because they're literally long form content. For that to be popular right now is wild. But I yeah. also feel like reading a whole book is like so trendy right now you know yeah. what I mean and like I totally agree like I could see like YouTube long form coming back YouTube like yeah video essays have been trending for a bit now I think like video essays being where someone just like talks about one topic and then uh, people were talking about returning to Tumblr and I personally always have enjoyed Tumblr I don't know all the talk about like casual Instagram which I find kind of annoying in what, general what is this? but Explain. casual instagram yeah. where it's just like posting it's like the photo dumps that people post now which is just like everything is like unfiltered random photos less like thought about like artsy photos like you would in 2016 2017 right. so now we're like or like perfect selfies right yeah, perfect yeah, selfies yeah. it's a lot more like it's popular to just post very casually and casual yeah. imagery and again, like this implosion of influencer culture where everyone felt the, has felt the need to like brand themselves in yeah. some way. And what's my core? What's my aesthetic? That I feel like we're just gonna eventually reject yeah. all of that. And like hopefully, I, I don't know. Yeah, like people will just follow the kind of vlogs that they like and right. like instead of everything just being a mass right. intake. Right, right, right. Everything. I could also, um, have you heard of Matador? In that same vein, I think Matador, it's like a newer social media app. Um, I think it's very big in the UK and it's not big here yet. I think that's part of it. But um, I could see that like kind of tapping into that and becoming a thing. Yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah. I would be interested to like see what, where we're going to move after Instagram. Like again, I think Tumblr is popular, but I don't think, I don't think it could be a full Tumblr resurgence. I I just, so I'm wondering. I feel like it's more of a reaction to Twitter. It's true. Like, all the people who did their fandom stuff on Twitter, like, they need some place to go, and that's going to be Tumblr, and, like, that right. makes perfect sense. Twitter's also on its way out. Instagram's on its way out. And, like, literally, I it does make me feel old that Instagram's on its way I out, because I'm like, I don't, like, where else would Where, I, I can't, I really don't know, like, what will be after it, because right. Instagram was the perfect, like, move from Facebook. Yeah. We just, we have yet to see... What will be next? TikTok, which I guess has overtaken Instagram for sure. But the nice thing about TikTok, basically, you could be anonymous on TikTok. Um, And I try to be my hardest anonymous on TikTok. I make videos sometimes. They're awful. But, like, it's mostly me just watching other people's stuff. And I feel like that it does not replace Instagram. Because Instagram was, like, personal. Well, it's like, here are all the people that I followed forever. I don't know, like, people from, like, high school, people from, like, summer camps I went to in high school. It's, like, I follow them all on Instagram, but it's, like, that, and that's how I, like, connect to people, you know, is I, like, get their Instagram. I'm cool with not using Instagram anymore. Trust me, I'm beyond over it, but it's, like, what happens to all my friends? Like, where do they go? I know. Yeah. Any final 
on 2023 um, Mr. Jones? Um, I will say it's funny that I think like we talk about Y2K, but I do think we're we're going we're going late 2000s at this point. I think you're right. I think we're late 2000s now. It's we're no, it's no Y2K. longer 2004. It's 2007, and I think we're yep. gonna. We're gonna. It's that's gonna we be the knew vibe. Was gonna happen. We knew. We knew. We knew it was gonna happen. We all dreaded it, but yeah. now it's here, and now it's happening. It's funny. I'm now watching, watch season one of Thirty Rock because it will make sense. Uh, <laughs> no, I was gonna say I'm watching Gossip Girl, the yeah. original Gossip Girl, and let me tell you, if that's not exactly the trend that is happening now, actually kind of crazy. I'm like, this is too okay. similar. Of all people in the world. The other person I know who is watching Gossip Girl, shout out Claire Miller. She was like, I'm watching Gossip Girl, and I was like, oh, what? Okay. <laughs> because she watches, like, everything, but the fact that the both of you are watching it right now... No, I just felt does it. ...does mean that that's actually where, actually where things are going. I just watched, um, this is a bit earlier, but I just watched Sex in the City. I've been watching Sex in the City, I watched, too. like, the first couple episodes, um, I also feel like that's a vibe, mm-hmm. but that is not the Y2K, okay, it, it is more like the early 2000s. It's, because, it's earlier, but yeah. it doesn't have that vibe because they were older. So yeah, because they're in their thirties, so like they're yeah. professional women and they're like dressing, you know, right. Well, and it's funny, like I think the two main characters of Gossip Girl, like Serena, is like a very has more of like a grungy hippie look, mm-hmm. and that is going to be big. And then the other character, Blair, has this very like almost I don't know ballet court, like she wears like the colored tights, right. the ballet shoes the headbands like it's it's everything that i think is going to be 2023 yes okay i think we should wrap up i think i think we kind of covered 2023 yes our predictions thank you for listening um next week we will actually dive into an aesthetic um it's not already there for me but check out pkia um it's literally you just have to go on substack and find it check out substack if you want to read a newsletter and then just thanks to antonella and chloe's apartment for having us here. Thank you to ACAST for hosting us. And hey, we're back. Season six. Woo-hoo. See you next time. See you next time.